Series 2, 12-step program, Episode 3, Step 2. Hi, I'm Chris, I'm an addict, and it's good to have you with me. So, we're moving up the steps, we're on Step 2, and this is one of the most important steps, uh, to be able to move on up to the rest. This particular step is, falls into the category of giving up. Step one was giving up our addiction, realizing that our life had become unmanageable, to surrender that we were powerless over our addiction. Step two is we give up to a power greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity. And I'm going to explain that. So don't get overwhelmed by what I'm saying. Just sit back and listen, and we'll go through this together. I'm very excited about this episode, as we have a really important step to go through, step two. I also have two guests with me, Lauren and Leon. Lauren is from the UK, and she works with a charity called Recovery 2, and they have developed the Recovery Course, of which you have heard numerous times during these podcasts. It is an amazing course, but Lauren is one of those people who've been involved, and she's going to give us a quick one-minute intro into exactly uh, her interpretation of step two. Leon, as well, is going to be speaking about his remission from addiction. He was an active gang member in the Cape Flats, and now he speaks with the voice of recovery from addiction. And it's a really amazing story. So before we go any further, I introduce to you Lauren. So the second step of the 12 steps of recovery is that we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And for me, I break this down into two sections. So the first is recognizing that insanity, seeing that those destructive patterns that we were pursuing over our relationships with our friends and our family and ourselves and God were causing so much pain and the craziness of that then projecting that forwards and saying, okay, so what would sanity look like in its place? What is sanity in this situation for me? And then finally, coming to believe that a power greater than ourselves and on the recovery course, we truly believe that that is Jesus Christ can restore us to sanity and bring healing in those places. Thank you, Lauren. Beautifully explained and and simple. And that's really what this program is about. And thank you for that. So, I'm going to explain step two in the context of my personal journey of recovery and the overall introduction to the 12-step program. Step two was hard for me to initially talk about or accept or even think about it. Just the word God used to give me the shivers. All the stories I'd heard from the Bible as a child just seemed completely unrealistic to me and... They were like, they were exactly like fairy tales. Most were unrealistic and impossible in my understanding of my reality at the time. God was for people who were weak or unable to cope with life. Uh, God was for the weirdos, the outcasts, uh, and people who needed a crutch. Uh, God basically fell into the fantasy category for me. I was not going to be brainwashed and I had no need for a God at the time. The irony really is that in all the categories I've just given about the people who seem to follow God um, was correct. I, I was one of those. 
because I did. I fell into most of those categories and many more. My illness had kept me from facing the truth of who I had become from my addiction and the insanity of my behavior. And that's my addiction. That's what my addiction was doing to me. I had categorized myself as normal and that God was a fictitious genie in a bottle that could save the world from evil. And if we did not fall under his spell, we would be condemned to hell. That's how I felt. I, I, I feared, I feared the possibility that God could be real because of what I had understood as a child. I, I couldn't get it, and so I'd rather not. But funnily enough, again, I was close, but again in the wrong context. I was battling with the step two, and um, a friend of mine came up to me and said, listen, um, I, everybody who doesn't believe in God struggles with this. Uh, there are some people who can just take it on just like that, but there are a lot of people who don't take on God. So they use it, the word higher power. And in the fellowships, we have a saying that says, fake it till you make it, which I did to begin with, but I was struggling with, well, isn't that being dishonest? But I thought, well, I'm dishonest anyway, so I might as well give it a shot. And without knowing it, I began to develop a relationship with this so-called higher power by realizing and admitting to myself that there well might be a power greater than myself. But I had to break through my arrogance and my controlling behavior for that to begin. After a lot of faking it, so to speak, I am making it. I have a personal relationship with a higher power. And that higher power for me is Jesus Christ. To get there though, I had to take the journey of being confronted with the evidence of my disease and my behavior for me to even begin to understand and believe in a higher power that was bigger than my will and, and obviously myself. And all I can tell you today is that my higher power, my relationship with my higher power is real because it could only have taken a supernatural miracle for me to be free from this active addiction that was destroying my life. And the life now that I have today is chalk and cheese. The God I have in a relationship with today is something that I did not or would not have believed was even possible. However, today I know he exists because I am free from my active addiction and I like to believe I am sane. As I have grown in the understanding and the willingness with my higher power and my relationship with him, I began to have trust again, not only with myself, but also with people around me, particularly with my family and friends. And mind you, that had to be both ways. I had to gain trust from them again. I had let them down so many times before. It has taken a long time. But the big thing was I began to trust myself. My behavior as an active addict was completely insane as I look back. Yet I felt at the time this was perfectly normal and mainly because of all the people I hung around with did exactly the same. 
I did not see who and what was insane. I did not see any insanity in myself at the time. I was completely in denial. I'll give you some examples, just a few examples of my insanity. Using drugs, for example, fine, but you're buying it off the street. You have no idea what it's cut with. You have no idea what the drug is. You have no idea what the strength is. I mean, that is just insane, putting chemicals into your body that you had no idea how strong or how weak of it, it was. And a lot of the stuff was cut, cut to make it stronger or cut to make it make more money, like with baby powder it used to get cut with. But it was the stuff particularly that was making it stronger, that was lethal. But again, I didn't even see that as insane. I just did it. And I'm very lucky to have survived that. I used to drive cars completely high. I had no idea where I was in some places, or completely drunk. And I often fell asleep at the wheel uh, and wake up just before I hit something. I, thank, I mean, God was sitting on my shoulder the whole time because I have no idea how I did not crash in some of those, in some of those conditions. I actually one time pulled over and I fell asleep for 12 hours on the side of the road. And the other one was flying to Europe with heroin on me uh, for my personal use. Uh, and had I been caught, I had enough to go to prison on, or I would have been put into some form of institution. I moved drug deals from dealers to hunters so that I might get free drugs. I used to sell absolutely anything and everything to get money to pay for my habit. I mean, one time, I convinced my bank manager that I was setting up a business and asked for a loan. And the bank manager gave me a loan. And I walked out with quite a lot of money, of which I had no intention of paying back. I was just going to feed it to my habit. Actually, coming to think of it, I also did that with my family. I would convince them that I was going to do something and I needed the money to do it. And of course, as my disease carried on, people didn't believe me anymore. So they didn't give me any, they didn't give me any more money. So those opportunities started to fade away. So with that, I started to steal whatever I could from whoever I could. I did it because I had to feed my addiction. And the one thing I hated was going through withdrawals because I couldn't score that night. And it's horrific. There are many more examples I can give to you that, uh, of my insanity, uh, as there were many. However, the insanity also went down to my health, how I did not look after myself. I did not feed myself properly. I did not sleep properly. I, I, I just wanted to have the money and the ability to feed my addiction. That's all I did. I ended up eating, I think, nougat, uh, was the best I could ever get. Or maybe a burger here and there, but I, 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 was, I was not in a good place when I finished up. And my weight, as I explained, was bad, very, very low, and I was dying. I was literally dying. My body was dying. Today, I see the insanity of my disease. And yes, I have been brought back to sanity. I never believed it was possible through a god or a higher power that is so much greater than me. The thing that I began to see and feel was 
this extraordinary sense of peace and this ability to survive without having to use drugs and be able to hand over pain to something I couldn't see, feel or touch. I'm no longer worshipping or being controlled by my addiction. I am loved by a higher power of my understanding. And that for me is Jesus Christ. And he has set me free and restored me to sanity. As I heard an interview with an addict on the news the other day, and he was talking about how he had now gone into remission of his abuse, of his drug abuse. And he said, I'm better than the drug habit. Yes, he is. And so am I, and so are you. We need to accept this step to begin the road to recovery. And when we do, and be it for real, or at least fake it till you make it, and only then are you gonna be ready to take step three. I hope my explanation of my journey with step two has helped you. And as I say, everybody's story around step two is different. Um, and it is, and to remember, it is to believe in a power greater than yourself that has restored you to sanity. And it is a higher power of your personal understanding. It's your personal relationship and nobody else's. And that's for you to think about and take on board because without a higher power and I speak for myself and as I do with a lot of other people who I see recovering addicts that they could not be here or do that without the ability to believe at least in the possibility of a power greater than ourselves. I'm going to now hand over to my guest Leon and as I said to you before he's an addict in remission of his addiction and he has a great story and particularly his understanding of step two which is his personal journey of step two as well as his own recovery uh, using the 12-step program and so with that I'm gonna hand you over to Leon hi my name is Leon and I'm an addict and I would really like to say this message out to the people out there who doesn't really believe in the power of God. Um, I have learned a lot about the step two. And step two, it, it, it means a lot for my life. It really transformed my life when I, apply, when I applied the word of God into my life. We came to believe that the power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And sometimes in our life is that uh, we think we can do things that it doesn't matter. We think we can do things that uh, doesn't need a confession or doesn't need a truth. But at the end of the day, we lie to ourselves, we lie to our own inner sight, we lie to our own abilities. And you know what? And, and, and what I have learned is that, that uh, the, the, the power of God can transform your life in such a miracle way that you won't even understand. Uh, what is happening in your life and I am a guy um, I'm 33 years old and I um, August 14 this year I returned to 34 years old and I was in the rehab and but before I can go to the rehab I was 
like uh, a user a big drug user i used to use a lot of drugs i used to use mandrix i used to use marijuana i used to use crystal meth i used to use the what you call this thing that you put into your flesh um, the needle you put into your flesh and then you put the drugs into your system which can also just destroy your your own life and while i was in the drug addiction time i was also part of a gangsterism which i call myself the 28 gangster i was doing 15 years in prison and i also did a lot of stuff i was i used to kill people i used to rob people i used to break in houses and which doesn't uh, justify my actions um i was growing up in um in a township i was growing up in a household whereby there wasn't a lot of privileges my mom my mom was using alcohol my father was using alcohol and i was still i was still a, a little baby boy i didn't understand at that time what was going on but because through all of that actions of my mom and my dad um i used to adopt i i, I started to adopt those actions of my mother and my father and i grew up with it in my mind the way my father always used to beat my mom up and when i was growing up i started getting uh, start getting uh, my mind was started to develop started to grow and i grew up with a lot of hatred i was also like um molested um, some guys when we was doing drugs in the house uh, one night um, we were all going to bed and the one guy started to touch me which I didn't have the guts to open it with us, which I didn't have the, the guts to confront him. You see, and I was growing up with all this uh, stuff. And when I became 12 years old, I started to leave school. I started to do my own thing because there was uh, no role model in my life that uh, can help me, that can teach me the positive way. And, and in my house, there, weren't, there weren't, wasn't really people that were telling me about God about the grace of God you know and what I really uh, want to speak about is the grace of God it is more than enough for your life you see and, and what I have learned in step two is my grace is enough it's all you need my strength coming come into its own in your weakness so uh, in time when in times when you are weak as human as God creation as a person that God have created, when you are weak, is that is that is the time when God uh, strengthened you, when God give you the, the ability to overcome it all. You see, and I was growing up with this uh, hatred, with this anger in my heart, and I started to do crime. I started to commit murder. I go to prison for 15 years of my life, which uh, I'm not happy today about it because it's, it is a criminal record behind my name, which. Uh, really have a big impact for me not getting a work not actually provide for my family for my kids today and while i was growing up and coming out of prison i started doing drugs again because i wasn't really healed you see and i wasn't actually meeting god in such a mysterious way that he could transform my life and, and reveal the revelation of his greatness you see so um he is really a god that provide miracles he is a god 
of provision. He is a God that, that, that made me realize that you can't keep going on like this. Uh, uh, sometimes in our life we used to think we can do things and just get away with it. It doesn't, by God, it doesn't work like that. Because the Bible teaches me in such a way is that whoever confesses his son openly, God will remove his son. God will forgive him because he's a God of justice. He's a God of righteousness. He will forgive you. But you mustn't go back and do the same thing again. You see, so uh, 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 for people out there, uh, 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 who I really wanted to say my testimony, my story was, is that uh, uh, no matter what you do, it can't stay in the darkness because the Bible says whatever you do in the darkness will be, will God will reveal it into the light so that people may know because that is the only weapon how you can get your salvation, that is the only weapon how, get, uh, only weapon how God can set you free, you know, we are not insanity because in people that love in this insanity is people that uh, 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 justify the actions, we can't get away with what we do because I, I, I used to think that I can just do stuff and I can get away I can just steal stuff and I can get away nobody will know but at the end of the day you deceived yourself you deceive your inability you do harm to yourself you don't do harm you know you do harm to, 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 to a lot of people it's like a, a ripple effect you you, you, you you like killing a person you don't just kill that person you you, you kill that person you you, you you harm his, his family, you harm the community, you harm your family, you harm a lot of people. At the end of the day, all of those people need deliverance and, and, and that is where uh, reconcile, reconciliations come in. Is You have to go and reconcile in order to get the deliverance, in order to be set free so that you know you can be yourself. Because I realize I can't walk all these years with a mask. I can't. Because I came to believe that the power of God is greater than ourselves. God can restore us to sanity. He can make us ourselves again. You don't have to walk with a mask. I realize I can't walk with a mask. I realize that how insane I have become. But I can't go on with the insaneness without God's help I have to make God a big priority in my life I have to realize that I need God's help I need to make him part of my life I need you need to realize that God has to strengthen you to face the issues in your past because there's a scripture in the Bible say that where Paulus he speak to, uh, to Corinthians, he said that to all those that are in Christ, you have, be you have become a new creation, the old things have gone away and the new things have to come. So, um, you are very important. God makes you important. When you came to know Jesus, the higher power, the higher one above. He can transform your life. He can make you a new creation. You will never talk the way you used to talk. You will never walk the way you used to walk. Because he transformed you into a whole new person. He will make you in a trans he will transform you. He, he, 
Romans is, is, is speaking about um, the greatness of God. He's speaking about uh, the transformation of God can transform your mind so that you may discern between unrighteous and righteous, you know, and that is what I came to believe. Um, I started to, 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 to uh, uh, after I realized that um, my life is not supposed my life is my life is, is not running the way it's supposed to be I have to go to consult people my wife um, was able to help me um, she was able to, 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 to sponsor me and send me to, 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 to the rehab the rehabilitation center uh, which is in Lovedal in Kreifontein and that is where I get the help that is where I meet that is where I, I, I meet with people that is where I came into contact with people that have a positive influence in my life that became my role models people that are able to, to give me the tools how to rebuild my life they wasn't rebuild my life or them they see how but they give me the tools in order to rebuild my own life I have to make some certain choices I have to make certain sacrifices in order to become a better person so when I go there um, uh, they give me the tools and that is where uh, I learn about the 12 step that is where I learn about the recovery course that is where I learn about hope for freedom changing our world changing our lives you see and, and, and we are not when you are in Christ you are not a weak person God gives you the ability to overcome it all but only you have to make the choice to overcome it all only you have to make the choice to love a better life in order to love a positive life in order to build a, 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 a household i didn't have a house i didn't have a car i didn't have a family i did you see and but when i meet with god when i meet jesus when god transforms my mind when god delivered me from all those drug addictions I became a new creation and that is where God provided for me a shelter, He provided for me a house, He provided for me clothes, He provided for me food, He provided for me money, He provided for me work, He provided for me a car, a car. He provided for me a child. And uh, today I can, with proudness, I can say that I love God because there's no one that can do what God did. No one can do what God did because he is amazing people who don't really believe in God I want to tell you today I want to testify today believe in God believe in him give him a chance test him on his word and you'll see what God can do in your life there's no more addiction behaviors there's no more stealing there's no more robberies, there's no more going to clubs, there's no more going to drug yes. there's no more hanging out with, 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 with the wrong people, with drug friends. It is you and your family. It is you and people that can inspire you to make positive choices in life. I have to carry this precious message. You know, and, and Jeremiah said, we, he, he, God, he, he, he molded us. You see, he molded us, he made us, he made, he made us unique. So, people, I want you to take the story with you. God is amazing. He can set you free. Only if you know, if you, if you can know the truth, he will set you free. He will bring you back to the drawing board. He will restore you. 
into sanity. Thank you, Leon. And thank you for reaching out to many who need to hear your story and your journey with step two of the 12-step program. It's amazing, it really is. In fact, it's a miracle. <laughs> anyway, the next episode will be about step three, but as I said before, I want you to take time again on this step. And when you feel that you're ready to move into step three, that you do begin to have this, this relationship with your higher power, even if you are faking it to make it, but something is beginning to sink in, would I recommend that you move on to step three? And step three is we became willing to hand our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. If you are struggling a little bit with step two, I, I, I just want to suggest that you try a little bit of quiet time uh, on your own and, and think about what we have spoken about today. So as you go along this path, you're going to find that there is, in your context, a power greater than yourself that is watching over you, that the coincidences really are just too much to believe that they keep on happening, and that you do have a power greater than yourself that loves you beyond anything you thought was possible. Oh, finally, don't worry about what other people think, for goodness sake. It's not about them. It's about you and your journey. So with that, that's it for this particular podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you learned something from it. And above all, I really hope that you can grasp onto the concept of a power greater than yourself. Be that what it is for you. But for me, it's Jesus Christ. So with that, I've got to just say thank you for listening. Take care. Take it easy, God bless, and remember, keep it clean.